This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. And listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. How the devil are we? Happy. You've got to be happy, haven't you? What a game. And Nacho and Vardy teaming up like they did. Have we somehow, by chance, I think by chance, stumbled across the perfect partnership? Vardy's role going to be changing a little bit. Nacho gets a hat trick. First in Premier League football. Perez has the best game of the season for me. Oof. So much to talk about. But tonight, because we've got one game a week, we're going to, Tuesday nights are going to be an open forum. So you can dictate what we talk about. You can ask the questions. You can set the tone. You can start the, the conversation off. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. This is the football. You are watching and listening to the football show on Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. It is, and we are, as we say every week, in all the normal places. <laughs> Me and Josh, normal. Well, <laughs> you'd like to think so. YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV, please give us a like. Facebook Live, uh, the Facebook, the group, uh, stick your comments on, and Twitter and Periscope at Leicester TID. Oh, so much to talk about. So happy to be here. What a win. Let's see what Josh thinks and let's bring Josh in. Good evening, Josh. Good evening, Chris. You're all right, pal. Yet all we needed was to score a goal from a corner and it would have been the perfect match. It, it'd been the icing on the cake that would, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a shame, I must admit, that Vardy didn't get on the the score sheet. Um, yeah. But... Like I say, tonight's an open thought. Um, Liam, good evening. Say to Liam, 
thoughts on Leicester till Man United? We'll probably come on that a bit later, Liam, but thanks for bringing that up. Uh, thanks for joining us as well. Um, all it needed was a Vardy goal, really, but Vardy's, when we'll talk about Vardy first, he's kind of changing his role, isn't he? I agree with you, mate. I thought that his performance on, on Sunday deserved at least at least a goal maybe maybe it may have not two um he did everything right i know you know he, he missed a couple of what you'd say were easy chances for him which we've seen yeah. him dispatch many times but his, his all-round gameplay i thought were absolutely superb and uh, had, had nasho not got a hat-trick I, I'd, I'd probably put mark vardy's man of the match he was absolutely he were everywhere he were, you know running channels he, he were getting back yeah. defending and sort of it was sort of like it, it seemed like a bit a bit of a relief for him that he had Nash up top with him, rather than it sort of it sort of seemed like it, it was taking the burden off him. You know, him as our main sort of goal scoring threat, and obviously Nacho in the right place at the right time, and it it, it just worked so well on Sunday. It was really good to see it. It was, it was fantastic. I mean, we've kind of stumbled into that because we've tried the pair of them up front before, and previous managers have done it, and it hasn't really worked, but. It, it, it's looking like Nacho in that sort of support role and Vardy. They, if they carry on like that, I don't care who scores if one of them is scoring. Exactly, mate. Definitely. And we've, we've said it many times now, you know, Nacho's sort of, he's, he's, he's hitting that form where we know, we know he's got it in and we've always known he's had it in him, but he's very much in, you know, they've said it on the TV quite a few times now. He's, He's very much a confidence player. When his confidence is yeah. up, as, as we saw from his from his third goal for his hat-trick on Sunday, to hit it that far out, you know, it, it takes some confidence mm-hmm. just to even have a go from there. And at the minute, it's sky high for him, and he's just he's he's in all the right places at the right times. He's arriving, you know, late in the box. He's 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 absolutely perfect at the minute, and they they are complementing each other really well. So long may it continue, hopefully. I mean, we've got some tough games coming up. We've got a quarter final of the FA Cup, and when you get to the quarterfinals, we're always going to be difficult and the one-off, so you need to turn up on the day. Man City and West Ham, which are two very important games. So it's just nice that that partnership seems to be... They've had a couple of games to get used to each other. They've had an easy game. And let's be honest with you, it was easy against Sheffield United um, to sort of get that confidence and knock them in. I agree that Jamie Vardy of old would have probably got a couple of goals and got his name on the score sheet. He just wants one to go in off his bum, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's just coming at, at the right time. Yeah, like you say, we, you know, with, with the tough games we've got coming up, um, in with the players we've got out, unfortunately, the minute, you know, it's it's nice yeah. to see that we, we ain't, we ain't just got to rely on Vardy anymore. You know, Nacho's come in and his, his goal scoring record at the minute is, is fantastic. So it's, like you say, mate, it, it couldn't come at a better time, especially business end of the season with, you know, the game's sort of going to come becoming thick and fast before you know it's yeah. going to be May and it's going to be the end of the season. So it's nice to see that the, the goals are uh, even spread out more so than what they were, you know, when Barnes, were, Barnes obviously were in the team, he was scoring goals, Madison were contributing as well. So it's it couldn't it couldn't come at a better time. No. No, um, I mean you know if you know if, if we if we stick with those two, I mean I think we've got to now not play one or the other. We've got to play you know the two of them together. I mean I did this earlier, and I just want to sort of show you um, Inacho's record. I mean if if you look there, and my eyes aren't what they used to be, but he's been with us four seasons now. Um, he's played 87 games, 51 of those were subs, though. So you've got to sort of take that into account. And he scored 15 goals. He had four seasons with um Man City. He scored four, he had played 46 games, which 34 were subs, and scored four goals. In fairness to him, though, when you're with Man City, like we've often said, you and me could probably score a goal or two if it put us in the box. <laughs> that, that, you know, that. Those figures for him stack up when you compare what he's done at Leicester to what he's done at Man City. Definitely. And you're right in saying, you know, when you think the players you were playing with at Man City, no disrespect to any of our lads, because no. you know, our back our back is to the hilt. But, you know, he's you got to think, you know, Man City, you've got the likes of Sterling, De Bruyne. Of course, at, the time, yeah. at the time, you know, David Silva, when he were there, and you, you, yeah. you, the, chan- the chances you're going to get are, a lot, a lot higher percentage than what you are with a team like us, you know. And again, that's mm. no disrespect to us at all. It's a totally different brand of football. Um, the thing that 
from from his game up from his gameplay on Sunday, and I know we pointed it out in the pre-match show, is what I wanted to see him is arriving late in the box. And I mean, look, he did he did it twice for two of his goals on Sunday. You know, he wrote that bad yeah. post, and, and you know, going back to the Vardy thing as well. It, the balls in from him to set him up were absolutely spot on. It, it, they couldn't have been more pinpoint had, had he yeah. tried even harder. They, they were unbelievable. So I, I, I genuinely thought he'd scored more goals than 15 for us so far. It seems like he scored, he scored quite a few more. Whether it's not because it's... Um, well, it's as, as, as we look at it there, it is getting better each year. I mean, his first season, it was three. Yeah. Uh, his second season, I mean, you know, you look, he only had nine full games, in fairness. If you say give Vardy nine full games this season, he probably won't have got a goal at all. He got one in that season. Yeah. 19-20, he got five. This year, and we're not finished this year yet, he's got six. Okay, three of those, in fairness, in one game. But it, it doesn't matter. It's still sort of six, and we've, we've not finished. I know we've had a lot of false dawns. And if, if you're watching... Let us know your thoughts on on on, on Nacho. Um, is this another false dawn, or I don't think it is because I think you know we've never seen him and Vardy perform quite as well together as they did the game. And I know Sheffield United. I keep saying made it easy, but it's the confidence going into the next game, isn't it? Definitely, and you know, scoring goals and obviously winning games, it breeds confidence. And it's again, I, I keep repeating myself here, but it's, it's come, it's come at the right time. And you know, like I say, with games, I think you know the Man United game at the weekend. That's just, you know, it's it's a one-off. We want to win. Yeah. It's in the FA Cup. We've never won the FA Cup before. Um, then obviously, like I say, you've got games after that against the likes of West Ham, Man City. It's it's like sort of nachos. I mean. It, we, we again, we've always know he, he has got it in him to play well. Some games it's been, it, it can be a bit frustrating, you know, when you can see he's trying. I've, n- I've never really lacked his, his desire to to try his no. hardest because he always has, but sometimes, you know, things haven't come off for him where you think, but you know, he, he could have maybe held out better or maybe yeah. passed it earlier and stuff. But he's um, at the minute, you, you, you just cannot knock him, he's, he's, he's a man on form and. Uh, you know, it, it's it's one of them where at the minute he's, he's the first name on the team sheet for me if he carries on playing the way he is. I mean, I, I, I've I've said this for many years. I mean, we, we have no reserve team football now. I mean, in the past, a player didn't get into the first team on a regular basis, was only on the subs bench. He would play regularly in the reserves. Now mm. you go from first team to... So, I mean, you know, when you were playing regularly in the reserves, you come in, you've been playing week in, week out. It's just different players where now we haven't got any of that at all unless they drop the odd one down to the under under 23 but i think we we certainly do do miss those reserves going on to the the others and, and I, I i'm sorry going to say at this point for both of these players we're going to look at perez now <laughs> our favorite i mean i've been very critical of them i've been very supportive of them at, you know because i think they both have got potential Hopefully, I'd say this is this is Nacho's um, not a false dawn on the start of seeing that potential. Perez, a lot of false dawns with him again this season. But in that role that he was played in, and again, we can keep saying it was only Sheffield United, but he had a damn good game. I thought you were absolutely brilliant. And again, mm. we, we can go back to our pre-match show as well. And I think we both said that this were a massive chance for Perez because we don't know how long Madison's yep. going to be out for now. It's a big chance for Perez. If if he was to pick himself to play in any position, it'd be that number 10 role. You know, we, we've seen him so many times out on the wing for us and he's not contributed anything. Um, it got to the point for me this season and as you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said I can't really defend him anymore because he's offering us nothing. But mm-hmm. on Sunday, we absolutely superb. You know, what impressed me more than anything, we know, we know he's got his first touch can be absolutely world-class at times. Sometimes when he brings the ball down, you think, bloody hell, how has he done that? The ball's like a, sort of like a magnet to his foot. But there were many, yeah. there were many times on Sunday what I saw where, you know, he, he was receiving the ball on the half turn and he would just, on his first touch, he was spinning his man and then dropping the shoulder. And he, he did that for his, for, his, for his goal, for his well-taker goal as well. What a finish that was. Um, and again, it's, it's same as Nat, same as Renato. You know, you, it's sort of, you think to yourself, is it harsh putting them both in the same bracket? But 
it, it, it's not really because they, they do infuriate you at times because you know mm. they are better players than what they do show. Um, yes. Yeah, for me, I, I, I was really pleased when Perez scored on Sunday because the performance that, that he gave, it, it deserved a goal. I thought he was absolutely superb. So, I mean, like you say, you know, you're only Sheffield United, but you just got to play. You got to play whatever's in front of you. You know, it's, you have, it's, yeah. Yeah. And and if, like I say, for for confidence reasons, it's um, hopefully it goes a long way for for both of them, and hopefully it continues. I mean, we looked at Nacho. Uh, let's mm-hmm. have a look at um, Perez. Um, he's had uh, two seasons at Leicester. Uh, he played thirty five games or thirty three games last year. Scored eight goals. Again, three of those were against Southampton, of course. Uh, this year, he's only played 17. Um, he's got two goals. Um, when he was at Newcastle, he had four seasons. And, and this is the surprising thing. He, he played 123 times, uh, including 34 as sub, and he got 33 goals. Mm-hmm. That is the. I think that is the Perez that Brendan Rodgers bought. I mean, even yeah. if you double our seasons... To make it equal, that would only give him twenty goals. It's still under. Is it? Is it because he was played out of position? Like I say, we don't know how long Madison's going to be out for. If he can play every game going forward, like he did against Sheffield United, and I know it's asking a lot with who's coming up, but it's his chance to put a marker down and say, "Right, Madison, you've, you've got to fight for this place back." It is definitely, and you've alluded to it before. You know, Brendan's not sort of the he's not sort of the manager that will bring back players that have just come back from injury just because of the name. You know, it, like you say, yeah. hopefully, hopefully Perez he, he carries on this form like he did on Sunday, and you know, there's a massive chance he won't. He's he's sort of he's done this before where he's had a couple of good games and then he's sort of gone missing for a few. But hopefully, it's, yeah. that's sort of been put to bed. I'd like to think that you know he's. He seems like the sort of player that knows that before his injury, his performances weren't good enough. You could sort of tell in the way, you know, when he, he was substituted in many games and he came off and he looked really disappointed with himself more than anything because, again, he sort of, like he showed on Sunday, he can offer so much more than what he has done this season. And I think I think it can. T- I, th- I, I, I hope it could continue because I really I really do like him. Um, I think the only he gets a lot of stick for the price we paid for him, which is understandable. You know, it's. I think what we were thirty odd million we paid, um, and one of my one of my friends is a big Newcastle fan, and um, he, I was asking him at the time, you know, when we signed him, I thought it was massive for us, really, you know, and it sort of come out of the blue. I don't think there were any speculation in the in the days pre uh, in the days prior to him signing for us, and he says, you know, it, it, again, he's sort of a very much form player when he's in form. Um, he will play really well, and like again, he's another yeah. player like Nacho. He, he tries so hard, and he, he, he puts a lot of running in. And it's like, it's easy to say that you know you sort of expect that from any professional footballer that's on a, a very good, very good amount of money a week. So it's the yeah. least you expect. But um, yeah, it's it's a sun, Sunday, for, especially from from the two of them. They, they show really, really good signs, and I thought mm-hmm. overall the the gameplay between you know not only them but everybody was just it were absolutely superb. It was the the performance that we've been asking for for the last couple of months, really. I think this might be Brad because of the length of it, but Leicester have always been a side <laughs> stick by our strikers in times and they take longer to drift into a game. Nacho uh, has been given more chances with the switch information in injuries. Nacho is lo- looking every bit the striker we spotted playing with Man City. He is, and with, as you just said there, Perez was, you know, he looked the, on on when, you know, on, sorry, on Sunday, he looked the player that we signed from Newcastle. Um, and those three, you know, how often have Vardy, Nacho and Perez all played together? Not that often. You know, Not all at all. Three and, one. Yep. and yet, it looked, and as I say, you know, Sheffield United, but it looked like they had been for a while. Uh, Aaron White, good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> you know, when it's afternoon, I say evening. When it's evening, I say afternoon. I've just no idea. I've no idea what time. I'm on Australian time, something <laughs> like that. Problem is, Aaron, that Perez is not a winger or a striker, and that is where we've pretty much played 90%, 99% of the time for us. Aaron, good evening. You're quite right. I think he, he's got a point there, uh, Josh. Definitely, and I think when he was at Newcastle, I remember he had, he had a really good season when he, um, I think he was just playing in behind uh, when they had uh, Salomon Rondon up front, and I think mm. he again he was just sort of playing like the number ten role, and 
um, from what I remember, and he's he's sort of got a decent number of goals and assists. It's yeah, it's a shame, really. That obviously, you know, it's a position where if God forbid, you know, Madison's out for a long time, then if Perez mm-hmm. plays the way the way he is, then I've I've got no worries about that number mm-hmm. ten role because he can sort of make it his own. But you know, obviously, Madison is 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 Madison. He's, he's without doubt again. He, you know, he's one of the first mm-hmm. names on the team sheet, and he can just he can pull magic out of anywhere. So. Perez is in a bit. He's a sort of player that you know. I, I can't. I can't imagine he'd, he'd ever moan whatever position you put him in because he just wants to play. But he's yeah. definitely, as, as as the comment just said, he's definitely more not suited really as a striker or a winger. He's in that number ten role. It's just it's just a shame we've we've got somebody somebody who's potentially world class yeah. already sort of in that role. So and of course, let's not say. forget we've got Pratt to come back as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well. yeah. But next season, yeah. you know, hopefully we're going to have. You know, Premier League, the FA, the the Caribou and Champions League. There's going to be a lot of games coming up and we are going to have to slowly build that squad up and, and, and mm-hmm. make it a, a bigger squad. Um, I mean, you're probably too young to remember uh, the Lineker Beardsley partnership for England. And right. Whenever anybody says to me, Peter Beardsley, I always think of a striker because he always played up. But if you look at his goal scoring... He scored very few goals, but he set up so many for Lineker mm. <laughs> when they played together. And, you know, if if that's the role that Vardy's going into, I'm quite happy for that as long as he's laying it on to somebody to, to pop it in. I mean, looking, look, I mean, this is Alan Shearer's team of the week here. And, you know, you've got both of those two players, Perez and Nacho, in that team of the week, and that's coming from Alan Shearer. Um, I, I can see why Sean Dyche has got the, the, the manager, um, but you know, you can't, you know, that shows really how far those or how you know, sort of gain those two had on Sunday, exactly. You know, you did support them in the bracket with some of the players in there as well. You, if you if you just said that this time last week that Perez and Ianacho would be in the uh, the team of the week for Alan Shearer, I think you'd be left scratching your head wondering what was going on, wouldn't you? But, we'd, um, we'd be carting you away in, in the man with men with white coats. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But again, it, it just goes down to the way they performed. It, it, it they were absolutely superb, and literally every single time we went forward. It looked like we were going to score or re- or come extremely close to scoring. So it definitely testament to the both of them. And again, again, Vardy on Sunday, and I'll reiterate it. He was just absolutely superb. And as as you said a minute ago, Chris, you know, if Vardy's sort of if if Vardy's sort of going to not if he's going to play that more of a role where you know he's happy to come out wide a bit more and assist, then if he if he's if he carries on that way, then long may it continue because I'm yes. more than happy for him to stick around for the next couple of years doing that. That's for sure. I think he will do, uh, and I think, like you see, we will. He's obviously getting on a little bit, so his role is going to have to diminish a little bit. Stefan, the the, the Villa want to be Leicester fan. Good evening, thanks for joining <laughs> us again. It's you, it's you, toe back again. Not toe just back. my toe, my, my whole body. You know. <laughs> Welcome, Stefan. Um, Mad Jason, uh, good evening. Thanks a lot for joining us. How the devil are you, sir? Um, and Aaron, looking at the team of the week, no way should Lamala have been in there. He scored one great goal and got sent off for silly stuff, especially when Vardy technically got a hat-trick of assists. It's a good point, but you've almost got to put him in there. I don't know if you saw the Lamala goal. I didn't. I had to go back and watch it on, on, on catch-up. But, my God, it was an amazing goal, didn't it? You only need to score one of those in your whole career. It, 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 it was unbelievable. I think at first... Um... It was sort of like a, I sort of did double take. I couldn't actually believe what I'd saw. And, you know, a lot of people yeah. say, well, you know, it's luck. But, you know, to, to even put attempt something like that, it's, uh, you, you know, you, you want to have a bit of an element of luck about it. It, it were absolutely superb. And as you say, it's, you can sort of see why he's in the team of the week just yeah. for that. It, it were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Good evening to Michael. Thanks for joining us. He said there'd be plenty of goals against Sheffield United. And he was right. Uh, Mad Jason says, hey, what happens when Barnes comes back or Madison? Because two up front is good and also if Oyers is playing well, then why swap for Madison? Well, I'm a great believer in this, and I think you are with me as well, uh, uh, Josh, is, I'm sorry, whoever's got the shirt, it's theirs to lose. Now, if Perez is playing 
how we know Perez has been playing most of the season. As soon as Madison or Pratt are fit, they come in for me. But if he's playing like he played on Sunday, week in, week out, now they, they're going to have to sit and wait. Exactly. I, um, I, I, I agree with that comment totally. You know, it's if whoever plays well, you know, you, you can't drop him. And as we said before, you know, Brendan is the sort of manager that he'd never, he wouldn't just drop somebody for a name. So it's like you say, hopefully Perez can continue it and um, continue his performances and sort of gives Madison a lot, a lot to fight for to come in, come and get his starting position back. Definitely. Moving forward, then uh, I mean, we could I could talk about a five nil win until the cows come home, but we've got a small matter of the FA Cup on Saturday, and we are going to be doing a watch along. So, if guys, if you want to join us, we'll be doing the pre match as per normal. The watch along when you see me and Josh swear a lot or celebrate, depending <laughs> I say, after our last one, which was the Arsenal defeat, we, we might be the unlucky charm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Liam said earlier, thoughts on Leicester versus Man United. Now, I, to be honest with you, if and I, it's going to be a tough ask because of um, Man United, are obviously a completely different proposition to Sheffield United. But if our front three are on song, as you know, Vardy, Madison, um, Vardy, Inacho and Perez were, I can see them causing Man United a few problems at the back because they like to come out Man United. Exactly. And I think, again, you know, from the way we played on Sunday as well, there were a bit of everything really. You know, we had, mm. we had the possession game and obviously we scored we scored a couple of goals on the counter-attack as well. So I think we do we do pose a lot of issues a lot of issues for, for United. I think, you know, going into a lot of te- a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot of people and rightly so they're gonna say United favourites, but you know, yeah. going into it, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have had another week off, which I thought you could really tell the difference from Sunday's game. Yeah. We looked a lot we looked, we looked a lot more fit, you know, for the full ninety minutes it were just relentless attack after attack and nobody really seemed to be slowing down. Um I think another thing that goes in our favour as well, they've you know they've got a game on Thursday in the Europa League away oh, as well. So. I was just checking that actually. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that that's sort of something that goes in our favour as well, and it's it's yeah. going to be one of them where he's going to have, Ollie's going to have to sort of rotate one way or the other. You know, I suppose it depends what sort of competition he thinks he's got the biggest chance of winning in. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting Sunday. I, it's going to be tough, but I think, um, like you say, we, we've definitely got enough in us to, to pose them some some real, real, real hard questions. So hopefully, we can uh, we can take advantage of the the things that are in our favour. The interesting thing is, and I was just looking there, is the fact that they've got Milan, um, so they've got a, they're away to Milan, so they're going to be travelling. Mm-hmm. It is Thursday, and we're playing. Did we say on Saturday? Sunday. Sunday we're playing. I can, mm-hmm. I can never keep up with these. Every time I write it in my, in my, in my book here, it changes. Sunday. But they, they have got that game. They are away from home. And the thing is, it's currently, it's one all, which means Milan have got the away goal. And away goals count at the end of 90 minutes. So in that 90 minutes, they've got to really go for it. They can't just sit back and take it easy. They've got to go. Let's hope, and I wouldn't wish injuries on anybody, but let's hope they absolutely knacker themselves out. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It'd be nice. I think, uh, like you say, you know, they've got to travel to Milan. Obviously, you've got to think, you know, they get back what early hours Friday morning. I'm clutching the straws. I'm just thinking of every, literally every positive that I can going into the yeah. game. Um, you know, then you think, like, they're going to have what? Are they going to train on the Friday? They've got to probably travel down to Leicester on the Saturday. I don't know if they stop overnight or whatever. So, it's got a lot of, lot of travelling for them. So, it's, yeah. again, I'm just trying to think of things that can go in our, our favour. The, the thing that will go against us is, uh, and I, I haven't got it handy, the, the actual um, uh, stat, but the number, since we got promoted back to the Premier League with the uh, Great Escape, We've every time we've played Man United, we've only actually beaten them once. I mean, it was a 5 3, it was an amazing game, but they have punished us every single time we've played them since, including, of course, the winner takes it all last game of the season. Uh, yeah. last season, so that, like I say, every time I look at it, it's like our bogey team, but we've we've done so much this season when we've We've broken through those glass ceilings that we've all, that have always been there, stopping us. Um, David, can you not? Can you? David says he can't get any sound. 
Can you not hear us, David? Anybody else? Can everybody else hear us? I mean, we can hear each other. Um, so I don't know. But I'm going to put this question out here because I've mentioned this to you before, and I know you, you, you're going to hate me asking this. But this is going to be a Daddy Chips question here. Um, and that is, would you take a top four position and in the Champions League next year, which we've already done in fairness, and you'd have to question whether we could do as well as we did last year, of course, last time, not last year, last time, depending on the draw, or would you sooner take winning the FA Cup? Everybody that's out there watching, let us know what you would do. And you can't go, oh, yeah, I know we all want to win every game. I know that. Don't cop out. I won't put it up if you say we want to win every game. Daddy Chip, <laughs> you've got to go for one. Personally, I would go for Europa League and winning the FA Cup. That would be my choice because I'd love to see us win the FA Cup in my lifetime. You're a lot younger, Josh. You probably will have a lot more chances to see us win the FA Cup. But what would, what would you do? It's, it's a tricky question, and obviously, you know, you do you do want a straight answer. Um, I'd, I'd I'd go with you, mate. I think I'd uh, I'd rather get the FA Cup purely for the fact that um, it's it's obviously it's a competition we've never won. We've made the final out of the most most teams, and and we've never won it. Um, I think it's a good it, it, this season is. It's a good opportunity for us to win it because it, we, we've shown we can we can take on the so-called big six, big four, um, and, and beat them. So especially in a one-off game, we can we can do it. So I think I'd I'd definitely go for an FA Cup win. And, and I think even if you win the FA Cup, you get Europa League anyway, don't you? Is that is that correct? Get, I'm I not think sure. you get the Europe. Yes, yeah. Um, it would still be nice to finish fifth, wouldn't it? Yeah, def definitely. But I, I'm with you, mate. I, th I think at the minute we're sort of in the position where. We look like, and if we build on it in the summer, we look like a team that is going to is going to challenge for the top four for the next, you know, God knows how many seasons. Fingers crossed. Um, but I'd, I'd I'd love a trophy this season. I think it it round it round off what's been already, you know, a fantastic season for us. If we yeah. were to win, if we were to win the FA Cup, and it'd be it'd be unbelievable. So it's, I'd, I'd it's for, showing progression, isn't it? Really, ex exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'd definitely go, go, go for FA Cup because because I think we've got many more seasons to come where we can we can challenge for top four for the next few. Well, God knows how many seasons. So definitely yeah. FA Cup for me, pal. David, I'm surprised, but I obviously I agree with you. David, you're an older bugger than I thought you were. Well, you were there in 47. Wow. <laughs> 61, 63, 69. Can I just say that I was actually born in 1961, so I could be the curse there. <laughs> and let's get rid of this always the bridesmaid, never the bride. We've been in it more times than any other team not to win it. Um, it just would be nice. I mean, taking off the rose-tinted spectacles a minute, or blue-tinted spectacles, I... I think that a lot of fans, with no disrespect to anybody, because we all love the badge, we all want the team to do well. If we get into the Champions League again, I don't think we would do as necessarily as well as we did last time. Let's be honest with you. In the in the Champions League, when we, when we qualified, we got a fantastic draw, as we did in the Europa League this year. Um, you know, we could get a we could get the group of death next time. But I mean, you know, as as um, Aaron said earlier, uh, Champions League. You know, everything that comes with it. Of course, you've got the money. Of course, you have. You've got all that. But if we're out in the first round, or in the first round, you know, after group stages. It would be very disappointing after what we achieved last time. We're not necessarily going to get to the quarterfinals again, like, like I say, like we did before. So that's why I wonder whether it will come too soon, or does it ever come too soon? Yeah, I, you know what? I, I'd agree. I'd agree with you that maybe it'd come too soon had we not won the Premier League five years ago, um, mm -hmm. and I think. Having that experience, you know, you know, we know a lot of players from from the season when we were in the Champions League that they, they've moved on and such. But 
it's so hard to say, but I, I think because of the season we had last season, again, you know, I know we fell, we fell off at the end, but, you know, to still finish fifth was, was unbelievable, really. Um, it, I, I think it all, if we do make top four this season, I think it all sort of depends on who we can bring in in the summer, if that makes sense. And again, yeah. that, that's no disrespect on, on the lads this season, because I think every single player is... is Apart from you know we've mentioned Perez at times, but yeah. everybody's putting everybody's putting a massive shift. But I think, like you say, I think the reasons last time we did so well is because we you know we've got to be honest, we, we did have a, a, a favourable group group stage draw really. I know obviously because we because we won the Premier League, we were one of the top seeds. Um, whether you finish second, third, or fourth, now you know I don't really know how the seeding really works, yeah. but you know you yeah. are guaranteed to get to get a tougher group stage. But I think yeah. it sort of all it hinges on. Um, what sort of quality player we can bring in in the summer? Um, I think, yeah, it all depends on that, really. But if I think if we do get top four again next season, it'd just be a case of well, we, at least we're back in it. Um, you know, to think that this time ten years ago, if you'd have said, yeah, you're going to be in the Champions League twice in the space of five years, yeah. no, nobody, nobody believed you at all, would they? So would, would, would you? Would you have believed we would be sat here arguing, not arguing, but discussing? Whether it well, do you want the Europa League or do you want the uh, Champions League? You know, we we have to sort of look at it and kind of pinch ourselves somewhat. But there's, there's some good points made here. I mean, just going back to um, uh, Aaron, well, David said there, and you made the point as well. We would need a bigger squad. Yes, we would definitely need a bigger squad. Uh, although having said that, we've got a lot of youngsters that you know we we don't think of that would expand that squad and we've got quite a few out on loan that are doing very well the guy at Luton the young lad at Luton looks like he's going to be a, a you know a, amazing player and when we have him back next season uh, Roy did say um, top two fourth might not qualify we, we, we've got to see what he comes we've got to base it on the top four because that that's the norm if you like um, Aaron says here um, I think the problem is that some of our players will be wanting to play Champions League footy, and if we miss out on this season, how many will be wanting to leave the club to leave to join clubs that are playing in it? I think if we're in the Europa League, I don't. I think the players will stay with us, and you know, and, and accept that you know when they came to Leicester, how many players would have? How many of those players would have come to Leicester thinking, "I'm going to get in the Champions League with this club"? Not many, exactly. Yeah, not many. Yeah. Exactly, mate, and you're right. And I think at the minute we've got so many things going forward. And again, you know, we can arc back to last season. No, as much it would be a disappointment to miss mm. out of the top four again. Like I said a minute ago, to finish fifth and get European football again, we're absolutely amazing. I think if you'd have offered that to any of us at the start of last season, we'd have, you know, we'd have beat your bloody hand off. It, it, it were amazing, yeah. really. Um, I think that. Whereas I agree to a certain point with that comment, you know, we've seen obviously Ben well, he wanted to leave because, you know, Chelsea came in for him and he wanted Champions League football. But I think we've got the players at the minute where they can sort of see that we are really building something, you know, with, mm. with, with Brendan, Brendan at the helm and he's bringing in players that, that are doing fantastic for us. And again, you know, we, if we do miss out on top four, it'd be disappointing again. But at least, you know, we've been in the conversation all season, you know, we've... Yeah. As much as much as we as much as we tag ourselves the invisibles, we've we've still been on the edge of you know we've still been in people's mouths and still say well you know Leicester can still get top four so it's yeah. I think um, if we if we can just stay in the conversation for the next hopefully 10, 20 years then we mm. are we are going to be considered one of the, one of the bigger clubs in England and players will want to come and players will want to stay so hopefully it can uh, it can continue. Let's be honest with you. How long ago was it that? You would not have considered Manchester City a big club. Exactly, yeah. Other, other than yeah. the fact that they have a lot of fans, and that doesn't constitute you being a big club. Newcastle, mm -hmm. they've got the name. Leeds have got the name. But I wouldn't call either of those big clubs at the moment, personally. But um... I know I know what you mean. Just, just, just quickly on that. I think, sort of, I mean... I've got a bit of a soft, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Newcastle. Like, although I do, th as I said, I said in the show last week, I do think they are going to go down. Um, but I think teams like that, like say Leeds, because of the history behind them, and they were sort of always in the Premier League since the birth of the Premier League, really. And then obviously, you know, Leeds 
and been in there for what fifteen or so years. Yeah, I think you just look at you look at them. It's the team name more than anything, and you think you know what they don't really they don't really deserve to be like championship level. They should be in the Premier League, and you know you, you look you look at the years that they were in there and the players that they've had and stuff. So it's um, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's the problem is though with that, and I, and I do know what you're saying, um, but I'm just going back to David's comment here. I mean, you know, David has, you know, he was he was there in '47. Now in '47, Preston North End were one of the biggest clubs in the country. Yeah, yeah, Blackpool yeah. were one of the biggest clubs in the country. They, you know, Bolton Wanderers were one of the biggest clubs in the country. Does that still make them a big club? <laughs> At some point, these clubs have got to lose this big club. And I know fans of these clubs will say, no, we're still a big club because we get all these fans. Bollocks, you don't. You know, you get fans because you're well-supported. That doesn't make you a big club at all, you know. When you, um, put, it like, when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's because I'm older and I, and I thought, you know. Um, I, I, I think I think just quickly, I think, you know, we're all obviously very tribal towards our football club. So to me, Leicester's the biggest club in the world. To obviously others, their own teams are. So I think we all sort of have to agree to disagree on that bit yeah. when you put I mean, it like that. Will, <laughs> is it a, do we then get into the big six and knock somebody else out or do we just add ourselves onto the bottom of it and it is now a big seven or Everton are, are they a big you know should they be in there they haven't won anything for years mm-hmm. but they've got big neighbours a bit like the Man City one at, at, at a point but you know yeah. as, as Jason says here I mean you know I was, I was actually looking at this the other day Jason because I used to live um, in Lancashire just, and I used to work in Bolton to be, I worked in Bolton for two years uh, on Newport Street, and the stadium that they had built, their old stadium, was a bit like the old Filbert Street. You know, they couldn't they couldn't expand it, and eventually they moved to the new stadium, the Reebok, and it is amazing. And yet they're down there in I think League One, and yet, but it doesn't make them a big club. But like I say, it depends how far back you go in your in in the history. West Ham, as you say here, Jason, are on the road to doing well. They are, but I think for them to be a big club again, and I say again because at one point, again, Jay, um, Josh, you know, back to the days of Jeff Hurst and Bobby Moore, they were a big club, you know. Mm. Um, they need to do it more than this one season. That's the problem. We've been doing it now for a few seasons over the last five years. But we're going to look at a different topic. It'll probably be the, the, the last topic we look at um, in a minute. And I just um, we're going to have a look at our running to the end of the season uh, on something that was in, in, in the Sun newspaper today. But we'll be right back after this break. It's the Lester Till I Die football show with special guest Jerry Taggart. Indeed, it will be next Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Joining us for half an hour will be the legend himself that is Jerry Taggart. Hopefully, he will be bringing a, um, a, an interpreter along. <laughs> and I think I said the wrong thing because I, I was actually on a video chat with him um, and a couple of the players and Walshy and uh, Matt Elliott. And I did actually say it was my third favourite Northern Irishman after uh, O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers. And, and he didn't smile, so I'm thinking, like, maybe he's the wrong <laughs> to say that too. I was, I was quite pleased that I actually came through that in one piece. You know? I half expected him to reach through the camera and grab me and pull me back in. But um, in, in the sun today, and... Um, I still buy the sun, even though there's, there's there's no page three before anybody says anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't buy it. I don't. Who buys it? I, I I read bits online. They do have a good football section. In fairness to it, I I happen to like it. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's only the sun," and they did this again. I like it. They covered Leicester when I used to live up north, but they compared all the runnings of all the teams that with the games that are left, and. This is oops no that isn't it that's uh, that's Perez popping up again as he did against Sheffield United of course this is what the Sun said simply put Leicester have one of the harder runnings of the genuine top four chasers in no small part to their horror final three games 
that is what they said. And when you look at our last three games, well, let's have a look at all the games. Let, let, let's go through, um, and I've just pressed the wrong button again. In a minute, I will learn how to do this job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got, forgetting Man United because that's the FA Cup. So we're going to look yeah. now at, a, at our run-in for the last part of the season, the last third of the season, if you like. Um, starting off with Man City at home, and that's that's not going to be another 5-2. You know, we they, were, they had a bad start to the season, and, you know, we, we know the form they're on at the moment. Yeah, it's, I know. And I think, you know, that, them losing the other week... Um, it was Man United that beat them, so it was a big game either way. Um, it's it's one of them games where, you know, like you say, you're looking at Man City at the minute, you're thinking, God, you know, they just look unstoppable. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Who'd, who'd have thought we'd, we'd get to their place at the start of this season and win 5-2? So I think a lot of people are sort of saying that it's... Um, it, you know, it, it potentially, it, potentially it's a game that we're going to lose. But I don't know, I, I can... I could see a sneak in a draw out of that. To be honest with you, I think um, I think if we can get a, if we can get a point if we get a point in in that it'll be it'll be a massive statement for us. And um, I don't think I don't think we'll struggle as much as what people think at, in the Man City game. I think we'll uh, I think we're going to surprise quite a lot of people. I'll take a point now. If you're offering me a point now against Man yeah. City, I'll, I'll take it. David, amazing. Um, 88 in February. Congratulations, mate. Well done. Oh, blimey. Bloody hell. The, 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 the two fat ladies, eh, David? Well done <laughs> on getting that, mate. Um, not calling you a fat lady, David, but uh, well done, mate. And for all those 88 years, he supported Leicester. And he remembers all the finals. David, it's it's a pleasure to know you. It's a pleasure to know you. So, and then of course we've got we've got West Ham, um, which again is an important game because I mean they're, they're one of our rivals at the moment. I think you know what I'm more worried about the West Ham game than I am Man City. And I know that sounds mm -hmm. crazy, but it, it going going into that, it's going to be that that is a massive massive game for us, and mm -hmm. you sort of think. But, Nobody's going to catch Man City. Let's be totally honest. Yeah, with exactly. You. We, yeah. Yeah, we're that's not right. going to win it. Man City are that far ahead. It would need an implosion bigger than Kevin Keegan when he couldn't believe it and, and, and did all that. Um, so we've got to look at Man City being a contender for what for our place in, in, in the top four. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, if we sit there post-match and it's Man City 2, Leicester City nil or 3-0, I think we'd probably sit there and go, yeah, you know, that that's that's yeah. a game that I've got down as a loss. West Ham, it is it is going to be a six-pointer. It's massive. It, it it really is. And you sort of think by then, you know, it's you beat them and then you extend, you know, you, you extend your points advantage over them by another, you know, another three points. And then I mean I'm not sure what their running's like, to be honest with you, but it's it, going into that, it, it, I think. It's one of the games where if, not if we as are hard to beat, as ours, to be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if we are to beat them, which you know we know we can, um, mm. I think you can sort of we can. Don't want to don't want to be tempting fate, but if we are if we are to beat West Ham, we could sort of we. Ain't, I don't really think we've got to worry about them for the rest of the season, if that makes sense. Um, mm. I think we've got. I think after that, you know, we've got some. We have got some very much so winnable games until obviously the final three when. It turns into a bit of a bloody yeah. nightmare, but um, I think yeah, it's the the West Ham game is going to be huge. It's going to be nerve wracking, but again, if we can get a win there, then I think well, uh, we we got we got a difficulty rating of seven out of ten from the Sun. West Ham have got four out of ten. That's oh, right, how okay. easy they've got Arsenal, Wolves, ourselves, Newcastle, Chelsea, Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton. I mean, apart from Chelsea and ourselves. All those games, even Everton, are winnable for, for West Ham. So they have mm. got, um, it, it, they've said here, the Sun, they, they've got one of the easiest run-ins. But I know we said the other day, before these games, we've just had the three, the Burnley, Brighton, Sheffield United games. We needed at least seven points, which we got. We got seven points out of those. I think the games then following West Ham, 
aren't too bad. And we've got to be looking at winning as many of those as we can because we've got West Brom, Crystal Palace, Southampton and Newcastle. Now, those are four games. When you look at that, and I'd want 10 points out of those 12, would you? You'd, you'd like to think so. You'd like to think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at them, again, I don't want to be tempting fate here, but mm. we've. I, I think we could get 12 out of 12 there. I, I think it all sort of hinges on the West Ham game. If we beat West Ham, then I think the confidence it's going to give us to sort of go into going to them, them next group of four games is it's going to be massive. Um, you know, no no game's an easy game in the Premier League, but I think I don't know, I think we've, we've got enough in us this season to see it over the line. I, I, I really, again, you, people might want to clip this if I'm wrong. Um, I can't see us capitulating this season. I think, you know, granted, the last three games, they are just an absolute bloody nightmare and you, you couldn't have really got... Couldn't really got a tougher group of games to finish the season off with, but the, again, you know, as we've just seen the four before that, they, mm. they are massive, massive chances to get wins in in all of them effectively. But we've we've seen, barring the Man, Man City, probably we've seen that all these teams, ourselves included, can very easily lose. You know, Man United lost to Sheffield United, and we went and stopped. All right, they lost the manager, but we went and stopped five past them. I mean, that Manchester United. Chelsea, Chelsea is a difficult one for me. I would say a probably, possibly a draw with Man United simply because we can't seem to beat them whatever we do. Um, although it would be nice to get revenge on them. Tottenham, I can see us beating Tottenham, to be honest with you. But yeah, it is it is the heart. Those last three games, we need to be as big a gap as we can between us and the, the fifth place before we go into those last three games. And those four games between, um, which, like I say, was um, West Brom, Crystal Palace, Southampton and Newcastle, they are all winnable and they all should be winnable. And as Andy said there, of course, we've been playing better since we lost the Europa League. And I think we would say the same if we got knocked out of the Champions League because suddenly we've only got the one game a week. Unfortunately, two teams that are still in Europe which is Arsenal and Tottenham aren't in the top four at the moment, so they're not doesn't really affect us as much. But we, we, we you know, we have got a very good chance, I think. Just on that as well, I think sort of if it does go down to the last game against Spurs and we need a win or a draw to, to sort of guarantee top four, I think we sort of we've got to look at it and think, well, we need to hope that Spurs make Europa League final because I think the final is only our like three days after the season ends. Mm. So you're looking at that thinking, well, if they're in the Europa League final, they've got nothing to play for in the Premier League, really. You know, top four's gone. Then Jose's sort of going to put all his eggs in one basket, put play yeah. a complete... <laughs> maybe put the youth team out against us. <laughs> but, no, you know, again, he's, you know, we, we beat Spurs with relative ease um, just before Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. Our, our, our yeah. fancy is to beat anybody. On his day, on his day mate, we can, we can go toe-to-toe with anybody and we can, we can beat anybody in yeah. this league. So it's, um, I, it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting. We're top at one point. They've been down to about 10th. They are on a little bit of resurgence, but they've just lost the, the North London derby. Just in case anybody missed the fact that Sky mentioned that it was the North London derby at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it's going to be interesting. David, I was at Filbert Street, uh, City playing Man City, 47,000 in the ground. I'll tell you what, I bet you I bet you were like sardines. Bloody hell, 47,000. The old double-decker. Um Andy, that's not very many. <laughs> that's 47,000, I think, not 47. He didn't mean, though he did type it as 47, I'm taking it that he meant 47,000, not 4,700. <laughs> that was Man City when we played them in League One, I think. Um, <laughs> so it's all, it's all, fingers crossed, looking good. Like I said, next Tuesday, again, it's an open forum. We'll be talking everything, but we're going to have Jerry Taggart on. Taggart? Jerry Taggart. Um, not the uh, not the Taggart off the TV show, the Jerry Taggart, the ex-Leicester player. So if you're thinking of your questions, guys, he's joining us next Tuesday. But somebody here has said, and I'm just going to pick this up. Um, I can never find something when I'm looking at, but basically he was asking um, who would we want? If you could have one player on, ex-player on here, 
who would you get on? Who would you want to see on here? Muzzy, is it? Is he? Oh, my, my old, my all-time favourite Leicester player, Muzzy. As a kid, it were always me. As Muzzy is it in the playground playing football? He's uh, an absolute icon for me. Here we go. I think it was Jason here. Here we go. Yeah, if you can have one Leicester legend on the show that has not been on yet, who would you be, Gary or Heskey or another? To be honest with you, I would. I would. I really mean Gary Lineker, not Gary Park. Although at the time, Gary Park was one of my favourite players. I absolutely. Thought he was brilliant. Um, Some player, Gary Park, I think he was quite underrated by, uh, yes. especially people outside of Leicester. Nobody really looked at him, but he was a cracking player for his Gary Park. Oh, was God. He? he could pin a pin a ball. When you look at Steve Guppy, I mean, you know, yeah. in that in that goal that you score, saw um, Jerry put away in, in the promo video, Guppy put the pass over. For me, for me, Gary, because I want to talk to him because I went to school with him. I want to know why he bullied me. So, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have Gary on and say, come on, Gary, own up to it now. Why did you do it? Um, I've, got to, I've got to be honest with you. I, I, yeah, I mean, oh, Chris Garland. Wow, now that's a name from the past there, David. Chris Garland. The only picture of him, uh, of him playing for Leicester was in the white, white away kit running out of a tunnel somewhere. But Chris Garland wasn't a bad player. Um, for me, I tell you who it would be, and, and, and I, my mind was ticking over. You can probably see the smoke coming out my ears. If I'm going to be totally honest with you, if I could have one player on, I'll see what I can do with Muzzy. Um, that'd be, I'll tell you what, that 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 what that would make my year. That would. <laughs> well, you, you you've got to you you owe me one. If I get Muzzy on, you've got to get Julian on. I, I'm trying, mate. I am trying. I promise you. <laughs> Julian Joachim. If anybody knows a player, by the way, lives down the road now, works player, give him a nudge. Get 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 him to contact me and we'll see what we can do. But personally, <laughs> sorry, just laughing here. Um, Andy says you've got more chance of getting Judy Garland. <laughs> um, I'd actually get Len Glover. Right, okay. Now, do you know, uh, I'm going back again before your time. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard the name. I've heard the yeah. name, definitely. He, he was um, part of the Bloomfield years, which prior to Martin O'Neill was the best years to be a Leicester fan. We played absolutely amazing football. Keith Weller, there was um, Keith um, Frank Worthington, Alan Birchnell, um and Len Lover. And Len Lover actually lived opposite to me when I was a school kid. Right. And... I used to I used to walk his dog for him. <laughs> I know. But hey, I was 14 years old, 13, 14, 15. That I mean to me, walking his dog. Because yeah, a guy on the road used to do it for him when he used to invite me out to go with them. Because he was the neighbour to me, Gran, who lived up the road. And um for me, uh I, I just like to chat with him again. Say, oh, you don't remember me, do you? Which you obviously won't do. But Muzzy, Muzzy's your player. Without doubt, mate. I think it just, it just for me, the the, the for me the, the ultimate the ultimate midfield. Since I've supported Leicester, anyway, it's absolutely superb. He's, he's an absolute icon, especially in my household. Yes, yeah. Well, we got um, Matt Elliott has actually done a little bit of a promo tape for us that comes up at the end of every show, and he's very much. Um, Tied in with Muzzy, is it? So we'll uh, we'll see what we can do with that one for you. That'd be amazing. I'd be starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? What? I just realised what I could do is say, "Got Muzzy, is it on?" But I can't fit you on, Josh. He's going to come on on another night. You, you, you know what it was? It's just reminded me. Um, there were a few years ago now. Um, there was a, a charity football match in um, village next to us, um, Asford there. And um, they had Jerry Taggart were there, uh, Steve Walsh played, and then Muzzy Izzet were there. And I was just looking at him, and my missus was saying, what are you looking at? And I was explaining to her, I was like, Muzzy Izzet, to me, is growing up as is, is a kid, you're an absolute god. Yeah. And she says, what are you going to ask you for a photo? I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't go up to it. <laughs> See, and there you are. A AKA um, Tyson Fury. 
and you don't go up and ask for a picture. <laughs> and the thing is, as well, I remember he had a load of people around him all asking for photos, and I thought, I don't really want to bother him, so I just there. Uh, I sat there and watching pinging balls about like it with the air, like it with the late nineties. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would love as well. Unfortunately, he can't while he works for the club. But I'd love to have Alan Birch along. Yeah, Birch. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, he he sees if you if you see Joe Jim Andy, give him a nudge, give him a nudge our way. Tell him to tell him to get on to, to Josh and get things sorted. Uh, Norman, um, sorry, David Norman Plummer was the manager. My God, I'm not even I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are you, you you. I'm glad to have got somebody on here older than I have. Josh, <laughs> it's been great having you on. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure as always, um, mate. Thanks for having me again, pal. We shall see you see you next Tuesday. Um, Definitely, mate. I won't, I won't abbreviate that, but um, <laughs> we will see you <laughs> yeah. then when, when we will have, as I say, uh, he who must be obeyed at all times, of course, because I'd never argue with him, Jerry Taggart. <laughs> Thanks so much, mate. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. I've enjoyed it, mate. Look after yourself, pal. Thanks a lot. Take care, mate. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Bye-bye. mate. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. Thanks to um, Josh there uh, for joining us. These are good. I like these Tuesday shows. It's a new way. We're just going to, it's an open forum whilst we've got this. We're going to take it through the close season as well. Um, we've uh, And it's just going to be talk about anything. We're going to literally do it that way. You guys will pick out what you want. You'll put a post up and you'll get us talking. So this week we've kind of supplied the topics, but you know, in future, come on ask your question, wait for us to sort of towards the end of a chat, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about about Leicester. A couple of things coming up. Like I say, don't forget, next week um, we will have Jerry Taggart on. Have I said that? Might have done a couple of times. <laughs> We've also got a new transfer show coming up. And I know it's not the transfer season yet, but we are getting linked to players. Um I'd like under, will we keep him in the window? Will we buy him? Is he worth buying? Um, Lester Till I Die's Australian blogger, Lachlan Onions, is going to be doing quick, quickly. I can't get me done. I say, ah, I should have put my other set of teeth in. Lachlan Onions will be doing a transfer special, five, ten minutes, looking at a different player each show and what he thinks, whether we should sign him or not. So that's some little short five, ten minute transfer specials. Anthony. Thank you very much for that. Glad you love the show. Have you subscribed? If you haven't, we're trying to get to the 500 by the end of the season. We're on 411. Get your mom, get your dog, anybody who's got a YouTube account and they half like Leicester, get them to give us a subscribe and get us up towards that uh, that magic figure. So we are going to be back in a couple of days. If you want to listen back to this, um, if you didn't catch all the show, you can obviously watch it on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And like I say, don't forget to subscribe. Or you can listen to it on podcast while you're doing the gardening. We're on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google, and um, Podcast Addict. We're on all of those, all your big ones. You can listen to us all over. We're going to be back on Thursday when we'll be talking to uh, Richard from Richard Sports, uh, who's a Man United fan. It's the Opposition View show on Friday, on Thursday. On Friday, it's the preview show when we're looking at the game with Craig, my uh, Leicester chat chum buddy on the preview show. And then on Sunday, you're going to have the pre-match show when the team is announced. Watch along. We're going to have a watch along. So join us. Turn the sound off. Watch the game. Listen to us. Join in with the chat. Help us swear. And uh, we'll be doing the watch along show. And then, of course, the post-match show when hopefully uh, it will definitely be Brad and hopefully X-Fox Julian Watts as well. It's been great having you on. Thanks for joining me. And thanks to Josh again. And thanks to all you guys. Please stay safe. Glad you enjoy the show. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for everything that you throw in. I hope you have a really, really good week. Stay safe, and I will see you on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Good night. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms.
Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.